Are you ready to join the Bicycle Touring Pro this June 2019 for the week-long Bike Virginia Cycling Tour across the scenic Shenandoah Valley? Hello everyone, my name is Darren Alf and I am the Bicycle Touring Pro. From June 21st to June 26th of this year, I am going to be traveling to Virginia to participate in the 32nd Annual Bike Virginia Tour. And I think that this is a bike tour that you should seriously consider joining with me. What is Bike Virginia? In case you don't know, Bike Virginia is a massive week-long cycling event that takes place every year in the U.S. state of Virginia. During the course of this one week, more than 1,500 people from all around the world gather together to conduct a series of memorable bike rides across the state of Virginia. Each year, the Bike Virginia Tour moves to a different part of the state and hosts a series of bike rides in that particular area. So last year, the tour focused on several epic river rides that crossed the state of Virginia. But this year, 2019, the tour is going to be based out of the Shenandoah Valley, which is a 140-mile stretch of land that is famous for its charming towns, historic Civil War battlefields, spectacular mountain vistas, and of course, exceptional cycling opportunities. This is a bike tour that almost anyone can participate in. Each day of the tour, there's going to be several different bike rides that you can choose from. So you can choose from some of the shorter bike rides that are designed for beginners up to longer 90 plus mile bike rides for those who are wanting to push themselves and see everything that there is to see in the Shenandoah Valley. Of course, there are medium length bike rides for those who want to enjoy every moment of their bike Virginia experience, but they don't want to like kill themselves in the process. In addition to that, you can choose to join the Bike Virginia Tour for one day, three days, or the entire six-day event. This means that you can work the Bike Virginia Tour into your personal calendar. If you can only make it out for a single day of the bike ride, that's okay. If you want to come out for the weekend, that's great too. And if you have the time, I'd encourage you to sign up for the entire six-day bike tour, which, by the way, is what I'm going to be doing. So if you're going to be there for any of the days this year, um, be sure to get in touch with me because I'd love to meet you and ride with you uh, in Virginia. This is a bike tour that you can do alone or with someone you love. If you have a friend, a family member, a coworker, or a loved one who would enjoy participating in a cycling event such as this, you should seriously bring them along. This is going to be a large social cycling experience, and the more people in attendance, the more fun it's going to be. Even if you want to attend the event yourself, but your husband or wife doesn't like want to join in the cycling experience, it is possible to participate in Bike Virginia without actually doing any cycling at all. There are deep discounts for non-riders. Finally, this is a camping-based bike tour where about half of the 1,500, 1,600 people on the bike tour are going to be camping. The other half are going to be staying in hotels or Airbnbs or B&Bs apartments, rentals, etc. nearby. So because this is a camping-based tour, the cost of the, the overall experience is very, very low. In fact, this is like one of the most affordable bike tours that I've ever had the chance to participate in. So if this sounds like something that you're interested in, please visit the website at bikevirginia.org to learn more or consider signing up today. I have already signed up for the tour. Once again, the dates for the trip are June 21st to June 26th, 2019. 
um, and I'm going to be there for the entire stretch of the tour. So if you come for even one day, three days, or the entire six days of, of the Bike Virginia Tour, I hope to meet you there and spend some time cycling with you as well. Now, on the phone with me is Kim Perry, who works at Bike Virginia, and she is going to tell you just a little bit more about this unique bicycle touring experience on the East Coast of the United States. My name is Kimberly Perry, and I am the executive director of Bike Virginia, which is a Virginia-based nonprofit cycling organization. The name is synonymous with two things, really. It's uh, it's a nonprofit organization, and our focus is on improving bicycling in Virginia. We primarily do that through bicycling events, through share the road education, awareness campaigns, and supporting of legislation that helps uh, roadways be safer for cyclists. We also are a 33-year-old bicycle tour, which is what many people recognize the name Bike Virginia as, and that is a, a statewide type bicycle experience where we have a six-day event that hosts up to 2,000 bicyclists who are uh, traveling with us as we explore the Virginia countryside. Okay, and so yeah, this year I've opted to join the tour how many people are, are going to be on this trip? A normal bike tour has maybe like 6 to 12 people or something like that. This is a little different. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this this year we will have up to 1,600 people. And uh, we we occasionally go to 17 depending upon our location for that year. But this year we're expecting 1,600 riders. Wow. That's great. How do you manage that many people? It's um, we have a we have a format that works well for having large numbers of people enjoying cycling at the same time, and uh, that one aspect of that is that we are not a race, and there's not a specific start time or a group start. So, anytime between seven and nine in the morning, our cyclists can strike out to enjoy our routes for that day, and that allows the riders to be spread out. Uh, over the roadway so we really don't overtake the roads at any one time and it is, you know it's better for safety that way as well we have a very large camping facility and we'll typically have as many as half of those guests camping with us so uh, if you were to imagine about eight, 800 people or so camping uh, usually two people to a tent so we would expect to host between 400 and 500 tents at that location mm. and then the remainder of our guests stay in hotels and we will typically occupy as many as 350 to 400 hotel rooms in a given community. So our guests book directly with those hotels, and they can choose the types of amenities that they would like for their stay. Um, we also help them connect with uh, host organizations like Airbnb and uh, Vacation Rental by Owner, as well as other smaller entities such as bed, bed and breakfasts and private inns. Okay. And like, what what type of people are these that that come on the trip? Like, how old are they? Where are they from? How experienced are they as cyclists? Are they road cyclists, mountain bikers? Like, what? Who are the people exactly? Sure. So our average age has hovered between 56 and 58 years old for the last five years. Um, we typically, for the last 10 years, we've been between 54 and 58 years old for each year average age. And we see people of all riding abilities, uh, everything from the casual recreational cyclists or 
up to the you know the weekend warrior and then of course we have clubs that uh frequently ride as well as teams that are there to use the experience as a six-day intensive training time so really we have a wide variety of riders we have families we have young children uh it's not uncommon for us to have infants and and very small children and families with groups of small children uh up to seniors and uh on average each year we have about 12 people over the age of 80 that complete the ride so we have a lot of returning senior riders that have enjoyed bike virginia for 20 plus years actually i think our longest rider is at 32 years he was not able to make it one year out of the 33 years ah that's impressive yeah so the there's really a a broad range of people from all the way up kids to experienced riders every a little bit of everything it is it is yeah and and we we have a multitude of routes each year during during the event. So on a given day, you'll have two to four route options based on the location where we are. And those routes are varying in degree of difficulty and climbing and distance. So our shortest route, for example, might be 15 miles, and our longest route for the day would be 100 miles. Mm-hmm. So that really gives a lot of options for people based on how they feel, what their skill set is, um, you know, what they're interested in seeing as well, because our routes often have specific destinations. So if they are interested in, you know, taking a museum tour, going to a winery or uh, seeing a specific site, then they have that option as well. Hmm. So unlike a traditional bike tour where everyone is kind of cycling the same route, and covering the same distance, there are multiple distances that you can do every single day, and you can choose whichever distance you want. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that also allows riders to take a day off if they wish at any time, because each of our routes are loop routes, so we'll be based in one community for three days. And out of that community, we begin and end three days of riding. So if you want to take a layover day or a rest day, you can do that. You can decide that morning if you want to do a long route or a short route. Um, you can also choose your activities for the day. It's, uh, for example, if you want to go on a short route and then go to a water activity like rafting or uh, paddleboarding or something in the afternoon, then you can plan your day that way as well. Right. And that, that we call it our du- double vision format, the double vision format where we have two host cities. And in each of those host cities, our goal is to have a comparable experience. So you have three days of riding in the first and three days of riding in the second, loop routes on all of those days, and a variety of community-based activities on all those days. Okay, interesting. So yeah, like I I could do a medium route the first day, then try a harder route the second day, and then if I'm tired, do an easy route the next day or something like that. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And and our event provides a supportive environment for someone who's sort of testing their wings at uh, longer rides, even if longer ride means 20 miles to them, because we do have SAG-supported routes. We have support and gear trucks that are available based on call who would pick you up along the route and return you back to base camp. If you, you know, if you really run out of steam or if you have a mechanical problem, then we're there to help you out. Oh, that's great. 
what it, what it, like you had mentioned that a lot of people bring their families or something or, or a team or something like that. But what if, what if you don't know of anyone, can you come alone or how does, how does that Oh work? yeah. Yep. It's a great place to come on your own. And we have a lot of riders who travel there on their own. Um, I was really delighted this past year. I met several women who had chosen to come to bike Virginia by themselves because they knew it was a supportive and safe environment. And really, it's easy to meet people if you're interested in meeting people. It's also a nice place to have a vac- escape vacation as well. I see people who will have their solo tent, and then they've got a book, and they go on their ride, and they come back, and they enjoy yoga or massage, and then they go back to their own space to read. And it's uh, it's a great time to unwind. I think that it's a supportive environment in many ways because we do help you take care of all aspects of your vacation. Basically, you can just show up. We will have the riding set out for you, the camping's there and available. We have the meals on site, and the rest stops along the route are all provided. They have uh, lots of food and beverages along the route, et cetera. So really, it's, uh, it's a nice time just to come and let someone else take care of you. Nice. So I can come alone. I can bring friends, family members, loved ones, coworkers, my whole cycling club, whatever, basically. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. You can ride as hard or as easy as you want. It's really up to you. Huh. Okay. And, and it doesn't matter what your cycling experience. What about um, if, if you can only come for some of the days of the trip? I know some, some of my readers had said, like, oh, maybe they could only come on the weekend or something. What about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So we do have multiple registration options. We offer two, three-day choices. So you could choose to ride the weekend option or the weekday option. And then you have the full six-day registration. But we also offer single-day registrations as well. So if you want to come and see what the event is about for a day, that's a great way to check it out. The weekend is really popular. Uh, lots of people that uh, can't maybe get all six days off or have other commitments uh, would you know, choose to do that possibly. And then our weekday getaway is uh, becoming a really popular option as well. And uh, some people like that because they might have family obligations on the weekend, but they can take a couple of days or three days off from work. So they, they enjoy coming along to the tour starting on Monday and then or arrive on Sunday night and ride Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We really, we pride ourselves on being very flexible and that everything is the rider's choice. You get to choose the things you eat. You get to choose the place you ride, the speed you ride, the time you ride, the way you sleep whether you camp or stay in a hotel, and the days in which you come. That's great. Um, I, I had asked about the people a little bit back there, um, and we were talking about their age and everything, but but where are the people from? Are they mostly from Virginia, or are they from other states, or even other countries? Or That's a great question. So we do see uh, about 50% of our riders come from the eastern United States. We uh, beyond that, we typically have 40 of the United States represented at the event, um, sometimes more than that, but generally an average of 40. And we also host international guests. We usually have uh, quite a large number of riders from Canada as well as European countries as well. Yeah. We've had Australia, New Zealand, and Asia, and um, many, many locations that join the tour. What, what, what about like the gear that do I need to bring? Like, 
do I need to bring my own bike and clothing and camping equipment? And what else? We welcome a variety of bikes. We see all types of bikes, from mountain bikes to road bikes to trikes to e-bikes. And it depends on what each guest is comfortable riding, but that any of those are appropriate. If you're going to have a mountain bike and you want to do the medium and long distances, I would consider putting on a road tire on your bike. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to make sure that your bike is in good running condition, although we do have mechanic services available on site. So if you have a problem while you're at the event, you can utilize one of the mechanic services for repairs if you need to. Mm. Um, We also recommend that you have your bike inspected before you come, if you can, just to make sure that all parts are in working order because, you know, you want to make sure your brakes are good and and everything is, um, is safe on your bike before you strike out on a big bike trip. If if I don't have a bicycle, are there bike rentals or anything like that available or no? Yes, we do offer bike rentals through one of our vendors, and uh, that's a great option for someone who might be flying or traveling a long distance or might feel like they don't have the right equipment for the event. And they've, they're terrific to work with you on getting you set up on something that you'll enjoy riding. Okay. Um, what about like the clothing and camping equipment? Do I have to bring all the, I'm obviously I have to bring clothing, but what about the camping stuff? Yes. So if you wish to camp with your own equipment, then I would recommend that you bring a tent and a sleeping pad and, um, appropriate layers for sleeping, uh, whether that's a sleeping bag or blankets, et cetera. Um, and a chair, often people want to bring a chair, One of the services that is unique about Bike Virginia is that you will have your car with you the entire time that you're at our event if you bring a car. So that means that you can have extra items in your car if you like and allows you to bring some extra creature comforts that you might like to have when you're camping. Uh, That is feasible because we have the two camps set up. One, we start for three days in our first camp. And then as a group, our entire community drives to the second camp. And you relocate your car and your camping equipment at that time to the second camp. So that means that you have the ability to get whatever you might need from your car, as well as you can go to town and pick up supplies if you need something. Oh, that's interesting. We also... Yeah, yeah, it's it's a a a new new and unique format that we've used for about four years now. That's been extremely popular. It's it used to be that most bike tours you'd leave your car at one end and you'd ride to the other and then be shuttled back. And we we moved away from that format years ago because our guests like to have the flexibility of driving themselves to other community activities or to driving themselves to a hotel or just simply having extra gear in their car. Right. Is is there any fee for the car? Like, is that extra or no? No, no, there's no fee to park your car with us. We do have RV camping though. And um, I'd like to talk about the tent rental service as well. So the RV camping is available on site at our facility as well for a limited number of RVs. And those guests would pay a parking fee for their RV at the two. We have a parking fee that covers either the weekend or the weekday or the whole weekday. I'm sorry, the whole six-day format. Okay. 
And if you're not interested in bringing camping gear, or you might not own the camping gear, you can also rent a tent and use the concierge tent service that is provided by Velo Sante Cycling Services. And they would set a tent up for you with all the amenities that you would need, including an air mattress and a chair, et cetera. And they would have that there and ready for you when you arrive. And then on move day, when the headquarters moves, they provide your tent at the second location. So it's a very easy format. Um, Typically, they have about 75 or so tents that have been rented at our event. And people love just showing up and having all the equipment there. They have very nice equipment. So it's it's enjoyable to camp with them. That's great. Um, You had mentioned that you know, a percentage of the people are camping and a percentage of people stay in hotels or Airbnbs or whatever. What, what are those percentages again? Like how many people are going to be camping? 50, we're usually right around 50% of people are camping. So out of the 1,600 people we expect for our 2019 event, half of those would be staying at our headquarters campground. Okay. And that um, that brings up another topic about camps. People often want to know, where do I take showers? Where will the bathroom facilities be, et cetera? And we provide a selection of portajons, portable toilets around the camp. And then we often have indoor facilities as well, depending upon which town we're staying in or which community park we're based in, et cetera. And they would have access to those uh, services Uh, based on that location and then we have shower trucks which are parked on site at the camping area that are available all throughout the day and late into the evening for people to shower at their uh, you know whenever they wish to Mm, great uh you had also you mentioned like the hula hoops and everything what other entertainment things are there because you you've kind of hinted at there's some bunch of other things to do besides the bike riding yeah yeah (laughs) Yes, we do have some games and things like that on site just for people to use and play with as they wish. But we have live entertainment daily at headquarters. Um, During the evening hours, we'll have live music on site. We also have a beer and wine garden that's a cash bar that uh, guests can participate in. And we have food trucks each day. And the food trucks actually provide all of our meals um, the guests, our riders, would receive tokens that they can exchange for their lunches at the food trucks, and then they can also purchase breakfast and dinner from those food trucks as well. So it's a, a bit of a festival environment there. And then each year we have different activities based on what the community resources are, such as um, maybe whitewater rafting or paddleboarding or visiting the swimming pool. We also have uh, activities on site, such as learning clinics for about cycling, uh, bike repair clinics, etc. We have yoga on site uh, that's free every day. We have massage, which is a fee-based service. We also have meditation, and we sometimes have activities like um, making tie-dye shirts or doing some other type of art project in the afternoons. And again, that's dependent and varies each year based on what the community has that are their highlights. Hmm. Okay. This it sounds kind of like summer camp for adults, like a really fun. Ah. Summer, you know what I mean, like. 
It kind of does to mm-hmm. me in that regard. Like, it is. That's exactly the way it is. And people, they, you know, they don't want to leave <laughs> when it's over. <laughs> no, it sounds <laughs> So like... it's, it's really fun. It's a great way to relax. Yeah, that's great. I, I want to talk about the food again. But before I do that, I just had a, a, if I can go back a little bit. For people that don't drive to the event, like if, if they're flying from California or Vancouver or something, like how do they get to the start of the bike tour? What, what do they do? How, how does that work? A couple of options. One would be to utilize our transportation services, which is provided through Velo Sante Cycling Services. Again, they are the, they're the ones that provide the rental tents as well, and they provide airport shuttles as well as bike rentals and um, gear transportation for people who might want to fly in with their own equipment. So we would connect you as a guest with them, and you would arrange your individual services that you need through them. Okay. Do most people fly into Richmond, then, or is there another airport that you're telling people to go it to? It would depend on the location for the facility. Uh, this year, uh, flying into one of the northern Virginia airports would be slightly closer. Um, you could expect to drive about two hours this year from one of the airports, hour and a half to two hours from one of the larger airports to our location. Our first headquarters is in Woodstock, Virginia this year. So we're conveniently located uh, within a couple of hours of almost all of Washington, D.C. And then your drive from Richmond would be slightly longer than that. But there are several other airports in the region. Okay. So, and then our second, our yeah. second location is Harrisonburg, Virginia. Yeah, which is about forty miles away. Okay, and then, but this company will take you, at the end of the trip. They'll also take you back to the airport, and then you can fly home. Right? Yes. Okay. Mm, yep. Exactly. They'll provide all the transportation services that you need. Okay. Great. Okay. Let's go back to food. What about the food? Okay. Is, is the event? You said there's food trucks. Is the event like catered? Do I have to bring my own food? Is it a mix of the two? How does that work? Well, uh, first I'll just say that we do take food very seriously. So we, we want to make sure that everyone has a positive experience with having all the food and the variety of food that they'd like to have. So that that's dictated the way that we plan our event. Uh, first of all, uh, let's talk about rest stops. So each day throughout the route, there are rest stops located approximately every 20 miles. And at those rest stops, we have food refreshments as well as uh, some type of beverage for rehydration, um, such as Gatorade, as well as water. And those rest stops will have proteins, uh, carbohydrates, and uh, fruit, sugars, etc. on site. So you have some options there at each of your 20 mile points. And they also, we also provide restroom facilities at each of those locations as well. Um, the options for, uh, for lunch, as I mentioned before, are food truck based. So we, we have what we call a food truck fiesta and lunch is always served back at base camp or at headquarters. So riders, strike out, they do their ride, and when they come back, they come back to headquarters and they can eat at their leisure whenever they would like before 8.30 p.m. And we provide them with a meal token for um, for the days of the event. And then they would exchange that token for uh, offered meal at the food trucks. So food truck one might have two or three meals to choose from, food truck Two would have two or three meals to choose from, et cetera. Okay. We typically have about five food trucks 
five food trucks on any given day. So we have vegetarian options, gluten-free options, um, you know, more meat-based options, et cetera. And it, uh, the food trucks work really well because it's an opportunity for people to have variety each day. And they can also pers- purchase additional meals on top of the token meal. So if they'd like to add on food items or, or have a second meal, then they can do that. So we we chose not to have catered meals um, any longer. We stopped doing that a few years ago because we found that catered meals didn't really offer the variety that people were looking for. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of nice because you can you can move around and pick whatever you want versus being forced to eat whatever you've you know been decided for us yes. or something. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And also, catered meals typically happen, you know, during a certain number of hours, you know, from 12 to 2 or something. And with the food trucks, because they are preparing food fresh, they start their operations in the morning and they continue through 8.30 in the evening. So if you're not inclined to eat, you know, as soon as you get back, then you have an option of waiting until later in the day. Yeah. And that, that meal token can be used between any time from 1130 in the morning till 830 at night. So we found that that has been hugely popular We and it works really well for us, uh, for our staff as well, because, you know, there's lots of food options as well on site for our staff and volunteers. Yeah. And you're not like racing back from your bike ride in order to get the food that you might miss if you don't get there at a certain time or something. That's so have, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, that has been a, a really positive change that we made a few years ago, and, and I'm delighted that it's worked out so well. Right. What, uh, you had mentioned that the food token is for lunch. You call it lunch. But what about, like, breakfast or uh, dinner, you know? Do I have, should yeah. I bring my own food or, or how does that work? Yeah. Yep. Those are great questions. So for breakfast, uh, obviously you can carry your own food with you if you like, or you can purchase breakfast from one of our food truck vendors. Uh, several of the vendors usually offer a breakfast option at the event so that you, you have that choice as well. Uh, we do have to limit the cooking though at our event because the, the, parks that we are often in as well as the health department does not allow cooking at our camp areas so generally people would bring something that they would not have to cook if they're carrying food okay like picnic style sandwiches or something like that yeah exactly yeah, yeah, cereals, you know, and things like that. And and you can you can utilize a cooler if you'd like. You can have a cooler at your camp area. Uh, and, again, because you would have your own transportation, if you did drive to the event, then, you know, you would be able to keep your cooler stocked or, you know, with ice, et cetera. Right. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. And then uh, as far as dinner goes, uh, we, we have a few things that our guests like to do for dinner. Uh, one is they might choose to stay on site at our location, enjoy the live music, et cetera, and eat from one of the food trucks. Uh, the second option would be that you could go into town, um, and it depends on the town, but some towns offer a quick shuttle trip, uh, bus shuttle into town, uh, other towns, uh, you would need to drive or, you know, have a, take an Uber or a, uh, another type of transportation in town, but people are really doing a variety of things in the evenings. You know, I would say that roughly 
probably 30% of the camping guests stay around camp in the evening. So, you know, a few hundred people are hanging around camp listening to music and having dinner on site, and the others are striking out and going to the restaurants and the other facilities that are nearby. Okay. So it's not like 1,600 people all going into town at the same time or something. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> no. And you know, uh, this year, actually, one of our downtowns, our first downtown, Woodstock, is having a festival one evening in downtown. So uh, to, people, we find that people sort of mosey in and out of town. That town's in walking distance of our headquarters. So you'll see that they might mosey into town and to, you know, to hear some music or to eat at a, a street vendor or something or eat at a restaurant or or they always have the food trucks to fall back on, uh, or that you know that might be their first option. So it's uh, we definitely pay attention to the spread and the load on the restaurants and the food services in the community when we visit, so that we make sure that there are no uh, there's no one hungry, <laughs> and there are no real unnecessary waits for getting food. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And and like like I'm vegetarian or nearly vegan and there's going to be an option for me. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, we do. We, each of our food vendors are required to serve a vegetarian option and most of them have vegan options. So we have uh, for example uh we would have um we might have a Thai food vendor and a grill and uh, a couple of other uh various choices. So we do pay close attention that there are options for everyone. Now, if you have specific protein requirements, uh, you might want to check in with us before you come. We're happy to to share with you the menus that we've received from the food trucks and uh, try to look at how we can accommodate and and make sure that you know, there are things available there for you. Okay. Now, I do myself, I do have a prescription diet and there obviously are challenges having any restaurant prepare food for me in that situation. So I tend to supplement. If I'm going to eat anything from a food truck, I'm going to have other things with me. You know, my standard carry foods that I that I travel with that um, help me kind of bridge the gaps. Sure. Okay. We had talked about, like, those different, like, packages, like the weekend package and the weekday package or the, the whole trip or whatever. How, how do you decide which one to do? Like, is it just do most people do the full week or do most people do the weekend or, or how do you make that decision? Most, yeah, most people do the full week. Um, we do have as roughly 30% will do the weekend. So we have a, a, we do have a strong following for the weekend. And I think sometimes it will depend on your time, access that you have to vacation time, et cetera. Other times people are choosing one part of the event or the other based on a community that they would like to visit. Hmm. So you have choices regarding that as well. Uh, Lots of times we see people come for a weekend for their first Bike Virginia experience, and then they realize that they love it and they want to come back and do the full six-day event the next time they return. Uh, we also have people who come for the weekend and then decide they'd like to stay on for the rest of the six days, and that's an option as well. Okay. And so, okay, you've convinced me that I'm going to sign up. What do I do next? How do I sign up? Signing up is a an online registration process. So if you visit bikevirginia.org and you look at the navigation at the top of the page and you click on 2019 
from that area, you will see a drop-down menu, and register is one of the choices. If you click on the register page, you will see a list of all the things that are included with your registration based on which registration type you're interested in. And then from there is a, a large button that you would click on that takes you to the registration form. Uh, it's a simple registration form that asks you questions like your email address and your, um, your age, your, uh, you're going to select your jersey size. If you register for the six-day event, you'll receive a jersey if you register before March 1st. Uh, if you're registering for a weekend or a weekday, then you would receive a T-shirt. So you're going to select your T-shirt size. And both the jersey and the T-shirt have cutoff dates, so you want to make sure and sign up before that cutoff date if you're interested in getting those shirts. Um, from there, you'll receive a confirmation email from us, and then you just bring your receipt to the event, and that's all you have to do. Okay. Um, once you complete your registration, as we move toward the event, you'll be receiving updates from us on the services and other activities. Uh, we also send you a rider manual, and the rider manual contains detailed, specific information. It's a PDF document that's emailed to our registered guests, and it will tell you where to park, um, what to bring with you. We have recommendations on that. It's got all of our emergency contact phone numbers. It has driving maps to the locations. It has facility maps so that you can have an overview of what the event facility is going to look like. It's a very detailed guide that should help take care of most of the questions that guests have before they get there. Yeah. Is that is like you had mentioned all these activities that are going on. Is there a calendar in there as well or is that gonna be released later? Yes. Uh there is a there is a calendar that comes with the rider manual and it's got general planning information. And then also once you arrive at the tour, you will receive a printed tour guide that's a booklet that contains all the details of the activities of the week, as well as a map that you can carry in your pocket when you're riding. Uh, although you don't have to use the maps because we actually hang signs up all along the route so that you can just follow the signs for the entire time you're riding. If you are interested in learning more about Bike Virginia, be sure to visit the official website at bikevirginia.org. And on that website, you will find the registration information that you need to sign up for this particular bike tour if you decide that this is something that you would like to do. As I said at the beginning, I have signed up to participate in the Bike Virginia Tour this year, June 21st to June 26th, 2019. I hope to see you there, and I look forward to cycling with you in Virginia. I'm Darren Alf from BicycleTrainPro.com. Thank you guys for listening once again. And again, the website, for those of you who want to learn more or sign up for the tour right away, is BikeVirginia.org.